0: it's so good to be back after four years, probably not after four years, I came two years back but I didn't come to the meeting, I hope you remember me, I spent an year with you, <laughs> but it, it is always good to be back to see some friends and my dear brother and elder brother Richard and uh, my teacher Dave. And my friends here, it is always um, so good and so thankful to the Lord for what he is, what he has done in our lives so far. The Lord has allowed me to enjoy the blessings of such friendship of some very special people. And I am thankful to all those. The, I just remember the days when I studied here the days when I used to be a part of this King's Church and now when, when I go back and work and labor hard in those areas I just remember those years of the sowing of the prayer the prayers that were done for me and the hard work whether it was in teaching whether it was in encouraging You have really been a great blessing for me. Thank you once again. Let us turn to the gospel according to Matthew chapter 9. From verse 35 to 38. I'm going to read from NKJV. Gospel according to Matthew chapter 9 from verse 35 to 38. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep, having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Can we just close our eyes? Let's pray. Lord, speak to us this morning and help us to see the world as you see. Yes, amen. And break our hearts with the things by which your heart is broken. Speak to us. In Jesus' name. Amen. If we look at the ministry of Jesus, it can be summarized into three words. Which we read in the verse 35. It says, He preached the gospel. He healed every sickness. And He taught He taught, he preached, and he healed. The title of my sermon is To be a witness with passion and compassion. God has called us to bear witness in our own cities. As Dave told in the morning, it was a very prophetic word. Let us be people changers. Let us be city changers. Let us change our neighborhood. God has called us to be a witness in various locations where we are in the various in the various parts of the world where we are the only mission is to be a witness in Matthew chapter 9 verse 36 it says but when he saw the multitudes he was moved with compassion for them what motivated Jesus to preach to teach And to heal. It was when he saw the people. When he saw the multitudes. He was filled with compassion. He was filled with compassion. Because they were weary and scattered. Like sheep having no shepherd. The phrase that we read here. A sheep without no shepherd. We can read it. In Old Testament. In the book of Numbers chapter 27 verse 17 from the mouth of Moses Moses prayed that his people would never become a sheep without a shepherd Jesus is preaching in a synagogue He's preaching to his people He's not preaching to the people of other faiths but he's preaching to his own people How did he see? He saw them with compassion he saw the harassed, the fainted, weary and distressed. With the word, it is written, when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion because they were weary and scattered. The exact, the Greek, the translation for the Greek word for the weary and scattered is skulum, That is skulo. It's just like a skinning. Just like enemy taking. Sheep one by one and skinning them. This is how Jesus sees his people. When we see each other, what do we say? Hi, how are you? And normally our response is, I'm fine. I'm fine. But you know in your heart you are not fine. We see the broad smiles on the face and we say, how are you? You are, look, you are looking so good. Remember, no one in the audience of Jesus was physically wounded. But internally, there was pain. This morning also, there might be someone here. Outside, externally, you are fine. You are doing well. Internally, Jesus knows your heart. He knows who you are. He knows the circumstances that you are going through. And when he saw the multitude. He had compassion. He had compassion. In the gospel according to John chapter 4. When he was speaking to the Samaritan woman. He said to his disciples. Open your eyes and look. He said open your eyes and look. Were Peter and John, were they blind? No, they weren't blind. But they couldn't see what Jesus was seeing. They were seeing from their own understanding. Sometimes we also think everything is alright. But no, my dear friends, everything is not alright. Sometimes we lose the purpose for what God has called us. In the book of Judges chapter 13, there is a story about Samson. How many of you know about Samson? Can you please turn to that? The book of Judges chapter 13. Verse 5. For behold, you shall conceive and bear a son and no razor shall come upon his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb. And he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of Philistines. You know what? This was the purpose for the birth of Samson. What was the purpose? The purpose was to deliver. He will begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. This is what the angel told to Samson's mother. But what did Samson's mother. Told to Manuha? If you look below. She said. The angel of the Lord came to me. And he said that you shall conceive and bear a son. And no razor shall come upon his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb. And that's all finished. She didn't mention the purpose. And that is why everything that Samson did was for himself he killed the animal for himself whatever he did it was for himself but that was not the purpose the purpose for the birth of Samson was to deliver the Israel out of the hands of Philistines my dear people of God Many a times we lose the purpose for what God has called us. God has called us to deliver. To deliver people. To deliver people from the sicknesses. To bring the good news. To all those who are downtrodden. To reach out to those people who have no hope. Sometimes we think. I can't do that. This is the work of the elders. This is the work of so-called pastors and apostles and pastors. Now, my dear friends, we can do. We can can do. How Naaman was saved. Can anyone tell if, can anyone of you tell how Naaman was saved? Was healed. He was healed because of the witness of a small slave girl. Neiman was an honorable man. But he had leprosy. But this slave girl had a burden to bear witness. She had a burden to bear witness. If you could go to the prophet. And do what he says you can be healed. Sometimes we think. Can my testimony can my encouragement. Be useful to someone. Yes it can be. It can be. Jacob was a deceiver. Thomas was a doubter. Peter was a short tempered man. Jonah ran away from the Lord. Moses used to stammer. But God used all of them. Yes, it is, right? He used all of them to fulfill his purpose. He used all of them to fulfill his purpose. If God has brought you here in Manchester. He has brought you with a purpose. If God has taken you to another place. He has taken you with a purpose. To be a witness. To be a witness. How Jesus sees the harvest. It is written. The harvest is white. But the laborers are but the laborers are when we imagine the harvest we think of nice green fields for him the, ha- the harvest was the broken and the wounded people the underprivileged, the woman rejected by the society this was his harvest Dr. Bob of the World Vision founder he said, "O oh Lord break my heart with the things by which your heart is broken Psalms 34 verse 18 says The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart. Psalms 51 verse 17 says, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. This is what Jesus is asking us to do. Allow the Holy Spirit, allow the Holy Spirit to break our hearts, to see as Jesus sees. But most of us are busy in our own things. And we do not have time for anything. We do not have any time. Like the disciples, we have no time for the Samaritan woman. This morning, Holy Spirit is encouraging us to open your eyes. To open your eyes. What was the reaction of Jesus? If we were Jesus, we would have said, Well, you choose to do so. This happened because of your choice. But Jesus Said he had compassion on them, he doesn't condemn them, he had compassion. The word compassion in the Greek, the meaning is spleen. This is the only word that has been used 12 times in the New Testament, and this word has come only from the mouth of Jesus. And wherever this word compassion has been used, there has been a change. There has been a change. When you are filled with the compassion that God has put in your heart, there will be a change. There will be a change in society. There will be a change in your place. My dear people of God, when I look back, the ministry that we are doing back in India, I remember a story. There's a man called his name is karamchand Chand. He's from a Sikh background. He was having a good business, doing fairly well. But one day, he got mentally disturbed. He came back home. It was an attack of a Satan. He couldn't speak. He couldn't behave well and slowly it began to increase and for seven years he lived out of his house he used to sleep on the streets for seven years his wife left him his children left him and he said that while in seven years of torment he used to bath sometimes he never used to bath He grew here and was very worse for him. He said, no one had compassion on me. No one took any pity on me. But one day, a Christian brother came to me. A Christian brother came to me. And he said, you need to go to Jesus. Let me take you to Jesus he took him to the church slowly slowly he began to be well he's now an elder of our church he's all right but he said the world didn't see me but i also believe that not all the the patients in the the hospital Who suffer from this mental disease. Are what they are. I believe it might be the attack of Satan. We need to pray for them. We need to pray for them. God can do wonders. God can change our society. As I always say in my country. A child of many prayers can never be lost. A nation of many prayers can never be lost. A city of many prayers can never be lost. Your city of many prayers can never be lost. Your nation of many prayers can never be lost. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We have been praying for a, for a man and we labored hard for him for the 40 years, you know. 40 years. It took 40 years. For continuous prayer for this man called Nathaniel. Nathaniel, how do you pronounce it? Nathaniel? That was the first house that my father went and you know he had shelter in those in his house. But he never accepted Christ. He was a drunkard. He was a drunkard and a thief. But it took 40 years. Last fasting prayer in this 21 days of fasting and prayer. He came to the church. He was sitting in the back. His family came to Christ first. And then after 40 years, last year, he gave his life to Jesus. Amen. He is such a noble man that neither his friends nor his relatives can believe that he has become a Christian, you know. They say, are you a Christian? Yes, I am a Christian. Really? Have you changed? Yes, I am changed. Sometimes it takes time. But never leave. Never leave. I know many of your parents or some of your children might not be in faith. But child of many prayers is never lost. Child of many prayers will never be lost. A person of many prayers can never be lost. What is compassion? identifying yourself with others. Identifying yourself with others. When Jesus met a leper, when he touched, when this leper touched Jesus, he was healed. But according to the rabbinical law, a leper man can never touch a clean man. If he touches a clean man, the clean man will become unclean. So when leper touched Jesus. Jesus took all his sickness upon him. This is what cross has done for us. We were spiritually lepers. We were away from him. But because of the cross. He took all our sins. He had compassion on us. And his mercies are new every morning. In Psalms it is written For God is good and his mercies endures forever. For God is good and his mercies endures forever. Compassion demands the harvest demands to leave our comfort zone and to touch the lives. To touch the lives. Can you show the uh, slide please. This is India. I'm up in the north, Punjab. Do you read that? Near to Pakistan? We are just border. we are in the border of Pakistan, just 26 kilometers. Next slide, please. This is our church. Next slide, please. This is the men's section. those are the girls. A ladies section. Next, please. There are in around we are witnessing in 190 villages now. 100 people are added every year. At present, there are nine churches. And uh, in the main church that we have, we have more than 1,000 people who are worshiping Christ. They have all come from non-Christian background, who had never ever heard about Christ. But it is so, so wonderful to see those people coming to Christ, you know It is so wonderful to see them. And how the people from different backgrounds leaving all their <laughs> cultural and religious barriers when they come to Christ. It's so, yeah. it's so hard, so grateful to the Lord that Lord, thank you Lord that you are using this and we, people like you, you know, to reach out the unreached. Yeah, Next slide, please. We have a Hana, Hana Tailing Center, as Richard told in the beginning, uh, sorry, in the end of, this, uh, the, school of the, gradu- the School of the World Graduation, they've shared here uh, that Ashi's passion is to reach the, uh, the, the helpless and the widows and to help them with the sewing school. So we aimed at helping poor girls, widows and ladies to be self-dependent because it's a patriarchal society, you know. So the, the women normally do not work. It's the men who work. So the women don't have much access. But... Uh, Next slide please. This was the beginning uh, of the Hana Trailing Center. We had four students, this was the first year uh, when we just bought the sewing machines and uh, we started it. Next please. This is the new centers that we have started. Next please. It began in September 2012 with just five students. Yes. And now we have three centers with 47 students. Remember these. Uh These ladies and these girls are so thankful to the Lord for all those people who have sown in it that they are becoming self-dependent. And uh, after the training, they receive this sewing school uh, sewing machine. Sorry, sewing machine that they use it uh, to be self-dependent to earn from their uh, from their home. Yes, next, please. Uh, this is the um, uh, just the open-air meetings that we conduct. Yep. We share the, this is the way that we share the good news in the, uh, the remote villages. We share the tracks. You see that horn? The blow, you know. Next, please. This is a church that is very close to Pakistan, just a kilometer away. So this is a strong church. We are having people from Sikh background and from Hindus, but mostly from Sikh background. Yes, next, please. Yeah, the slide. It. Yeah, we had some educational programs. We did it. Yeah, hundreds of Delhi children, lower section of society, who have been helped by providing free education and sponsorship in the past, and their parents had never ever studied or sent their kids to the schools because of their poverty. Now it is so blessing to see the children who are educated, and some of them have become leaders and pastors in the churches. It's so grateful. It's so wonderful to see them. Yeah. So, together we can make a difference. Together we can make a difference. We can make a difference by obeying Matthew 9 38, by sharing the gospel boldly, by going to the needy places and meet the people. I want to end with a story, with an illustration. Once a traveler in a desert was thirsty, he saw a water pump in the desert. When he pumped, there was no water. He saw a small piece of note on the pump which said, this water bottle hid under the sand near the pump. Take it and pour it in the water pump. You will get enough water. But fill the water bottle again and keep under the sand so that other travellers may be benefited. The traveller finds the water bottle under the sand but a thought comes in, my, in his mind: "What if I put all the water in the pump and water doesn't come out? And then I will, of course die. I will take this water bottle and go home. He never thought about other travelers. He never thought about other travelers. Sometimes we also are like this. I am saved. I am being blessed. Let it be with me only. No need to share the salvation to others. No need to be compassionate with others. God has kept you in your locations. So that you may. Give water to the thirsty. There are many thirsty souls in this world. There are many thirsty souls. In your neighborhood. What can we do? What can you do? Preach the gospel. Give out the tracts and the literature. Give out the word of encouragement. Prophesy over them. Prophesy over them. Lord, change my city. Change my nation. Change my location. Change my neighborhood. And it will surely come into. It will surely happen. Hallelujah. Once again, I thank all of you for blessing me, for supporting me it's been a good time with you especially Richard and Dave and everyone in the leadership and the church as well keep us in your prayers as we minister in that vast region of India which is very multicultural with many um, with many languages more than 400 languages with many around 4,600 Seventy nations that is called Ethne, many ethnic groups. So please do pray for us as we reach these people groups. Thank you very much. God bless you.